BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. What's up, H-Town? Welcome to the Believe in Astros podcast, your home for all things Astros, with your hosts, sports writer Jeff Balky and Astros broadcaster and former third baseman Jeff Blob. Now, here's Balky and Blobber. What is up, Astros fans? Welcome to episode 87 of the Believe in Astros podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. I'm Jeff Balky. I would normally be alongside my partner, Jeff Blum, who is in Beantown, but he has run into some technical difficulties. Apparently, the fancy schmancy hotel that the Astros have him in has no internet today. So I will be flying solo with you this lovely Tuesday morning. I'm sure it's a lot cooler in Boston than it is here in Houston. So uh, Blummer will just have to live with the beautiful Boston weather and we can all suffer through together. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and of course on YouTube and give us a follow on X. I'm still not used to saying that, formerly known as Twitter. Um, You can also find us on Instagram at Believe in Astros. I'm at Jeff Balky everywhere. You can find at Blummer, Blummer at Blummer27. We're all over social media and of course... Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can see uh, the new videos that we post. Thank you to everyone for paying attention, really, more than anything. It's been kind of a weird season, hasn't it? We've had a bunch of uh, ups and downs, and and you guys have really stuck in there and hung with us. I appreciate it. Uh, I know Blummer appreciate it. Look, Blummer loves the fans probably more than just about anybody I know. Uh, the guy just absolutely loves them. So thank you so much for that. And obviously, keep your comments and questions coming. Steve Enman friend of the show, uh, asked a question to me yesterday on Twitter, uh, dropped, slid into my DMs, as the kids like to say, and uh, not like that, you weirdos. Um, And he asked a question, I thought it was a really good one, and honestly, it was one I was having trouble finding an answer for, um, even digging through StatCast and some other things, because it's a kind of an interesting one. He said he he seems like the Astros give up a lot of runs with two outs. And I know it certainly seems like the Astros score a lot of runs with two outs too. He was wor- he was wondering if that's really the case and or if it's just something that that feels like that way. I also wondered about the same thing with two strikes. The Astros seem to give up a lot of hits with two strikes this year. Now look, a lot of these things are magnified when you watch them. I did do a little bit of looking uh, up for this information this morning. I did find a story from 2019 uh, that was on SB Nation for their um, Twins fan site. And a guy posted a really interesting thing showing that the runs scored, run percentage with two outs, is about the same as the run percentage with one out. And both of those were substantially higher than runs with no outs. Now, I don't know if that's an anomaly based on that particular season, but if you look at it, that year in 2019, the Astros scored 36.93% of their runs with two outs, 34% of their runs with one out, 
and 28% of their runs with zero outs. So I assume the opponent's probably the same. And it looked like, especially in that year, a lot of the teams that were good that year, the Yankees, Dodgers, Astros, Red Sox, Braves, they were all up there in those numbers. So I would imagine, you know, scoring runs and two outs is probably a pretty big deal. Um, and I, I don't know the answer, though. I, I looked it up. I tried StatCast. It's, look, some of the stat- statistical things are difficult to find. I won't lie to you. But I'm going to pose that on Twitter today and see if anybody has an answer. I'm sure there are some significantly more nerdy, math-oriented people than me that will probably have an answer to that question. But thanks, Steve, for for asking it because, frankly, it's a, it's a pretty good question to ask. Um, and a pretty fascinating, uh, you know, baseball is so loaded with statistics. I looked, at, I looked at my wife this morning. I was like, you know, there's so many damn statistics in baseball. It's hard to find everything. And she's like, yeah, what's your point? Basically saying, I'm going to work. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Which, frankly, I don't blame her. Who wants to talk baseball stats at, you know, 7 a.m.? Uh, I guess I do. Uh, okay, let's talk about the feast or famine hitting that continues with this team three days after getting one hit. And by the way, one hit barely, just barely a hit. The Astros exploded for 57 hits in three games. I mean, it's just this offense has been so weird this year. It's been so incredibly up and down. And it's just hard to really fathom why exactly that is. Um, I, you know, we've talked on this show uh, about the inconsistency with the lineup. It's been very up and down in terms of how the lineup is getting played and you know which guys are playing in which position every night. We've seen guys moving up and down the lineup trying to get some consistency. Um, so there's that. Obviously, injuries have contributed to this. Um, with Jose Altuve you know, uh, missing a bunch of games. Jordan Alvarez miss, missing a bunch of games. Michael Brantley hasn't played yet this season, although that looks like it's going to change tonight. Um, I've got to feel like that's at least a part of it. You know, we've started seeing a little more consistency in the lineup. We've started seeing, you know, this this sort of regular positioning with uh, Yiner Diaz playing some DH, Jordan playing out in left field. And then we'll see a little bit of switch up. Uh, trading some guys in and out. I'm kind of curious how that's going to be impacted by Brantley's return. But I do feel like you're – I think one of the things that's helping is Kyle Tucker's been incredibly consistent. Jose Altuve, since returning, has been incredibly consistent. He leads the league and runs scored during that period. Um, When you look, Yiner Diaz has frankly been very consistent. So when you look and you start saying, okay, well, we've got some guys in the lineup who are hitting consistently – I mean, even Jordan Alvarez, though he didn't wasn't really hitting home runs. You look at these guys and you say, okay, we're starting to see some consistency from the guys we would expect. Jeremy Pena now starting to hit a little bit. Um, so maybe it's just about getting in a rhythm. Look, the Astros are very good typically in the stretch run between middle of uh, August and end of September. The Astros typically are really, really good. They have a lot of good hitters during that time. I think somebody pointed out that uh, the best two monthly batting averages over a career, uh, you know, were Jose Abreu and Alex Bregman in the month of uh, August or September. I forget the stat they put up. So this is clearly a team that starts to typically starts to improve down the stretch. Um, we'll see if that continues. And and right now. Dusty's been sort of juggling that lineup. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Like we said, when Brantley comes back up, 
I fully expect Corey Jolks will probably go back down. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they get the at-bats. Obviously, Brantley's not going to play every day, and we're gonna, I'll talk about him in a minute. Um, but it, it is going to – we are going to see some interesting maneuvering, I think, from the Astros. Um, looking at some of these offensive uh, you know, numbers from the last few days, Jeremy Pena with five hits two nights ago, came back with two hits last night. Um, you know, he was kind of rubbing it in with Jose Altuve that he had never had a five hit night, which is kind of surprising to think about considering he's the team leader in four hit nights. Um, but Jose Altuve came back last night and just dropped a cycle. The first cycle hit by an Astros player since 2013, which is just wild 10 years. Um, and somebody mentioned that this is the, I think it was like the ninth player to uh, go for the cycle uh, at Fenway, which frankly, let's not, let's be honest, that doesn't seem so surprising. He got that triple because he hit it off the big green monster. It boinged around out there in the outfield. Look, that big green wall definitely can lend itself to some weird bounces and angles. So, but Jose Altuve gets a, hits for a cycle. Really, really impressive, uh, you know, run by Altuve. He's been so good recently just so so good my brother-in-law eric actually texted me last night and he's said that he's been on fuego and he's not kidding i mean jose altuve has just been ridiculous over the last couple of months i mean and hey good for him and good for the astros i mean it's just been the astros have needed it sorely sorely needed it and maybe that will give them a little bit of that consistent i mean look you look at the lineup now and they're going altuve bregman uh, Jordan, Tucker, uh, now Abreu back up in that uh, sixth spot. Uh, you know, Chaz McCormick, who continues to hit well and hit well last night, um, had a couple of hits last night. You look at that lineup, There's you can see it's starting to solidify a little bit. We're starting to see that. We're starting to see that solidify. And, you know, even though we all would love to see Yiner catching most of the time, um, I think most of us would. There are obviously a lot of people out there who still love Maldi. I still love Maldi. Let's let's don't get it twisted. He's the catcher for the Astros through the end of this year, postseason, whatever happens. Um, and they're just going to have to work Yiner in at DH um, on occasion, uh, figure out ways to get guys days off. And I think they're going to do that anyway. I think that's just going to happen. Um, they're going to need to. But listen. They're in a race, and, and I'm going to get into that in a minute, too. Uh, we should also mention Jordan broke out of his home run hitting slump, if you can call it that. Uh, how many at-bats has it, had it been since he uh, hit a home run last? 69! That's right, 69 at-bats, and he breaks it open with a three-run jack, which, by the way, just barely cleared the wall into the uh, into the bullpen. Uh, last night, but also went four for four with a walk. Uh, actually came real close to a, a five-hit game himself. Um, now, in fairness, much of what happened last night was dropped on the head of Red Sox pitcher Kyle Baraclaw. Uh <laughs> That poor bastard. I mean, I was texting with Blummer this morning when he was telling me about his internet problems, and he said that guy wore it. And he is not kidding. I mean, uh, I loved last night, by the way, that Blum dropped in a little reference to Tommy Boy. If you didn't catch it, uh, uh, at one point, uh, Todd Callis 
said that I think Barraclaw had given up nine hits and nine walks while being down nine runs. And uh, Blummer slipped in a, did I hear a niner in there? Which is amazing. And so I decided this morning I'd go one farther and drop in this little Tommy uh, boy reference since in honor of the pitcher. I used to grab bear claws as a kid, two at a time, and I'd get them launched right in this region here. And let me tell you something. The Astros grabbed bear claw and beat him about the head, neck, and chest region. I mean, they really just ruined this guy last night, and that guy just took it. And listen, I understand Alex Cora is trying to protect his bullpen. He's trying to rest those guys. He knows he's going to need them, but good grief. I mean, they just dumped a boatload on his on Kyle Baraclaw's head last night. Yikes! To quote another uh, Tommy Boy reference, yikes. Um, so yeah, that was a, that was rough. Although in fairness, Chris Sale was not great either. The Astros really they they do not they kind of have their way with Chris Sale, um, and he started out looking pretty good. He had that slider working. It looked like he was going to get over on guys, but. Mm-mm. Uh, you know, I was going to say sail on, uh, you know, I was going to make me make a reference to sailing by Christopher Cross. I'm just going to start pulling out like late seventies, early eighties pop music here, but no, Chris sale could have been better, but look on the other side, uh, of the equation, Christian Javier. Oof. Listen, Christian Javier to me looks like just Every pitch looks like an effort. Like watching him last night was just it, there's there's moments watching him where it's just painful. It's just ooh, like you just and and it's not like he looks like he's laboring or anything. It just looks like everything is difficult for him right now. And I, I look, I've got to believe that a lot of this is just fatigue. I mean, he's got to learn to play through this. Now he may struggle this year. Maybe it'll be better for him next year. Maybe as a result of the struggles this season and the extra innings he's having to pitch and just putting him through that will be, will better him next year. Um, it better because the Astros just gave him a contract extension. But the truth is, is that last year he pitched the first third of the season as a, as a reliever, right? So, and he wasn't really, and he wasn't top of their rotation. He didn't become the Christian Javier we think about, like with the with the invisible and all that, until later in the season, really. And so, uh, you know, this is probably some growing pains for him. He's still a very young guy. He's way eclipsed his uh, innings pitched uh, for the season. So we'll just have to watch. I, I, it's unfortunate because he's going out there and just like, oh, it looks like so much work. He gave up the. I will say. He was he had only given up two runs, right? Through four innings, I guess, or through three and a third or something, three and two thirds. And then Adam Duvall, who, by the way, is just absolutely raking against the Astros. Did you see that pitch that he hit the home run? I mean, first of all, he hit it out of the ballpark. Jose Altuve hit his home run open over the green monster and out of the ballpark, too. Duvall was first to that last night. He absolutely destroyed that baseball, and it came on a fastball that was about four inches above the zone. So, honestly, I don't know how we can put that on Javier. Uh, you know, you hit a ball four inches above the zone that far, then hey, you know, more power to you. But it was just, it just sucked, you know, to watch that because 
again, he just didn't look right. He just did not look right. He's not looked right out there. To my eye, he looks tired. Um, he's obviously not hurt. Uh, the Astros wouldn't keep putting him out there if he was hurt. So I think he's just going to have to suffer through a little bit. The The good news last night was Jose Arquiti came out there going piggyback-ish. Kendall Graveman got a perfect inning in there and say, took care of that uh, in the, I guess it was a, maybe an inning and a third, came in there and took over for uh, for Javier. But Arquiti came in there through four innings, um, just gave up a single run. That was in that final, in the ninth Uh Scattered a few hits around, got a strikeout, a walk. A little bit to me, this feels like what could be a precursor to the postseason. You know, piggybacking some of these guys. Like Urquidy, you know, he's probably going to get a couple of starts here through the rest of the last month of the year. But uh, I think having him as, as a guy that can go long and, you know, have a piggyback type guy, I think that's something you might see from Urquidy this year. As last year, he was just left off the out of the playoffs entirely. Um, but I do think this 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 looks like something that could be a spot for him, um, given the Astros' struggles. Um, and speaking of the postseason, everybody won last night. Uh, the, the Rangers came back and won. Uh, the uh, Mariners won. Uh, so the Astros remain in third place in the division. They're still a, they're still in the last spot in the wild card race. Um, Blue Jays are still a little bit back. I just don't see the Astros missing the postseason at this point. But I got to tell you, Astros fans, you can't be used to this. I mean, I'm certainly not used to it. Last year at this time, the Astros had an 11-game lead in the division. I mean, they were just coasting along. At one point in the in the last month of the season, they were up to a 17-game lead in the division. They just rolled on to, to the end. The Astros have series against the Rangers and the Mariners coming up in this last month, both big deals. The Mariners and the Rangers also face each other, I think twice. And then also, interestingly enough, I think the Rangers are the ones that face the Blue Jays as well. So there are, uh, there are definitely, there's definitely a lot going on. And by the way, the Astros play the Kansas City Royals twice. They have six games against the Royals. They have three games coming up against the Yankees, who are horrible right now. What a shame, right? As, as Jerry Seinfeld might say, nah, it's a shame. Um, so the Astros are going to have to start putting the pieces together this month and start winning games. They're, I think, 5-5 five and five in their last 10 now. So some improvement. Um, but, you know, the Mariners just keep winning. I don't know. They're, they're like, they've won 13 of their last 14 or something ridiculous like that, while the Rangers are like, what, 2-9 and nine in their last 11-something? So yeah, it's it's it, the Rangers are going in the opposite direction. And look, the Rangers, we talked about this early in the season. Blummer and I said, are they going to be able to last, you know, are they going to be able to stick, you know, with their bullpen issues? I mean, look, the other night, uh uh their closer gave up yet another Roldis Chapman gave up another save. Uh I don't know, you know, it, look, couldn't happen to a nicer franchise. But uh <laughs> Sorry, Ranger fans. But the Astros do play them over Labor Day weekend, which is going to be a really interesting, uh, you know, situation. And they got to win. The Astros have got to win. And Bregman said it the other night. He said it feels like they need to win every game, and they kind of do. Uh, This is a legit pennant race. We are in the middle of something we have not seen since, as someone on Twitter pointed out to me, 2018. 
Um, <coughs> so it's been quite a while and uh, the Astros need to get down to it. Um, couple of good news notes. Obviously, Michael Brantley, Uncle Mike should be back in the lineup, I think, tonight as they get, try to get the band back together. Um, team is in a bit of a hitting groove right now. I, I kind of wonder what the expectations are going to be for Brantley. You know, Blummer and I have talked about this a bunch. We said we felt like he needed at least a month of at-bats. <clears throat> but the Astros aren't going to give him an everyday at-bat, right? He's going he's gonna to hit probably what, every third game, something like that, he's going to be in the lineup. Uh, he'll probably DH a lot. Um, they're going to play, they're going to treat him with kid gloves. My feeling with with Michael Brantley is he's another left-handed bat. Um, we don't know what he's going to give us. Uh, he's going to need some time, obviously. He played a little bit longer uh, at AAA Sugarland than I think most of us expected. So, Part of that might have been just some, hey, let's spring training him. Um, but if they can get anything from Michael Brantley, I mean, he doesn't need, we don't need power from him or anything, but if you can just get some decent hitting from him on occasion, it's nothing but good for the Astros. It's absolutely nothing but good for the Astros. So we'll we'll see what happens with that. It'll be pretty fascinating to watch. Uh, last two games of the Red Sox series, we've got J.P. France against Brian Bellow followed by Fromber against Cutter Crawford. A couple interesting matchups there. Uh, Astros really need to win. They need to sweep the, the Red Sox. Now, the Red Sox did give their bullpen plenty of rest. Look, the Astros did too. I mean, they only threw – they threw your Keedy last night, but really they just threw uh, Graveman, who'd had a few days off. Um, so they they're, they should be refreshed as well. So these two teams should be able to go deep into their bullpens as needed uh, going going from here. Hopefully, J.P. France can bat. I noticed I didn't say Ty France this time, guys. I've been doing that a lot. That's on me, but not today, Satan. Um, so they've got uh, they've got him, and hopefully, he can break out. He that was a rough outing his last time out. Like he was saying afterwards, it seemed like everything he threw, they were hitting. And you know that happens. That happens. I was talking to uh, a neighbor of mine, and. Uh, he was saying, you know, I don't mind the just getting trounced in a game, like 17 to 1, right? But he said, I hate losing a game that we were up in the ninth inning and then we coughed it up. And I agree with him wholeheartedly. Those seem much more demoralizing than just getting pummeled. You get pummeled, it happens to the best of us sometimes, uh, you know, and that's just what happens. But well, losing those close games is just it's just awful. Nobody wants those. So a uh, couple more games in Boston before coming back home to Minute Maid to face the woeful Yankees. I want to give personally a huge shout out to Astros fans. Man, have you guys shown up in Boston? Look, I know there's a contingent of Astros fans everywhere, which is just excellent. Uh, most stadiums, there's some Astros fans going crazy, and some stadiums more than the opposing teams. Um so it's really awesome to see that. I've got I got to see it firsthand when I went to Arlington uh, to the Rangers game earlier this year and there were I would say 50% of the fans there were Astros fans including myself and my and my uh, friends who were with me. Uh but last night at Fenway, man, let's go Astros chance in the in the stands. Man, way to go. That was some, some baller moves uh, last night. So Big props to you guys. Okay, a couple of news and notes from sort of Astros and sort of not Astros world. First up, 
Uh, I saw today that Max Scherzer apparently says that there was no drama between him and Justin Verlander with the Mets. Um, which seems like, of course, there was probably some drama. I mean, I, I'm not saying that clubhouses are like the, you know, uh, how the, you know, the housewives of Beverly Hills or something like that. But there's always going to be some, you know, tensions happen. People don't always like each other. I mean, if you any workplaces like that, any any, you know communal gathering you're gonna have people there that are like eh, i don't like this guy like i always like the joke about what's the first thing people ask when they get invited to something it's like who's gonna be there right <laughs> everybody needs to know those things to figure out if they want to actually attend themselves so i think there's obviously was tension but the fact that he said that there wasn't any drama and that they had a pretty tight-knit locker room that surprises me now maybe they have they had a lot of veterans on that team uh so maybe that was part of it, but I don't know. That seems a little far-fetched. I feel like Scherzer and Verlander just don't really like each other. Uh, I feel like they like the rivalry. Um, you know, and now we've got it uh, with him uh, in Dallas and, and uh, excuse me, Arlington at Mimic Maid Park, as Plummer likes to say, um, and Verlander here in Houston again. So uh, that's going to make for some fun. I really hope the two get matched up. In one of these uh, series that are left, uh, certainly, can you imagine the postseason? Oh, a Verlander-Scherzer matchup would be so awesome as if it was a Verlander-Scherzer matchup and the Astros just mashed on Scherzer and Verlander just coasted. Oh, dreams come true sometimes. We can we can wish upon a star. Um, also, in some stupid news, a couple more jackasses ran out onto a major league field last night. This time it was to hug Braves young phenom Ronald Acuna Jr. Listen, listen. Do not be that guy or gal. You know, it's an equal opportunity stupidity here. Don't be an ass. Don't run out onto the field to hug somebody. You know, I don't know if these guys were drunk. They sh- probably should have been. I mean, if they weren't drunk, then really I worry for their sanity. Don't do this. Don't do this for many reasons. Let's start with reason number one. Reason number one is these guys don't want to hug you. What the hell do you think you are? They don't want to hug you. They don't want to get a hug from you when they're on the field. They don't want to get a hug from you off the field, my friend. They certainly don't want a hug from you on the field. And by the way, charging out onto the field at a player you're lucky you don't get busted in the chops. Like, I'm just saying, you know, if you sneak up on a guy, I mean, Ronald Acuna was good about it. You know, he gave this guy a hug and, you know, it's like what happened with Altuve earlier this year. Okay. But if you do that during a game, I'm sorry, but you should be banned for life from the stadium. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are acting, you're, you're messing with the game. You're causing – look, security has to tackle you. Security at baseball games, they don't want to be doing that stuff. These guys don't get paid millions of dollars to go out there and tackle some jackass who's running across the field, right? And then you've got the players. Like Acuna fell like at one point because another – a second guy came out and hugged him and then he fell over one of the security guys. Like imagine if he got hurt. Imagine if uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. got hurt. Now he didn't. I know. I know. Like, Right. But he, but he could have, and then you would have been the idiot who ran out there and was like, I just want a hug. Like, get a hug from your mom, bro. 
You don't need a hug from a major league baseball player. Listen, nobody needs to be just running around hugging people anyway. Like if someone wants a hug, cool. If someone, but you need to ask, you need to know ahead of time. You can't just run up with your arms open, say, Ronald Acuna Jr., I don't know you from Adam, but please hug me because I'm an idiot. Don't do that. Do not do that. That is stupid. You look like a moron. Stop. Just stop it. Stop. That's all I'm going to say. I said enough. It's like this guy in Spain, this, you know, head of the soccer federation, like manhandling the female soccer player. And then like, oh, it was consensual. No, it was not jackass. You grabbed her and you basically tried to make out with her because you're the stupid president of the soccer federation. Get over yourself. Come on, man. Y'all need to be better. <laughs> These who are doing this and not Astros fans are obviously awesome. We're great. These are all other idiots that we have to deal with. Um, one thing that uh, I'm going to bring this up with Blummer on Friday. Uh, Cal is moving to the ACC, you guys. And I, I, I'm only going to say it here because I, I, I want him to hear it. Um, but on Friday, we're going to talk about it. Cal in the ACC. That is going to be some, that's going to be quite the travel regimen for them. Also, guys, I'm going to need to remind myself because in the next couple episodes at some point, I want to talk to Blum because last week he mentioned on air that he knows some magic secrets for breaking in a baseball glove. And listen, I'd like to know these secrets personally. Inquiring minds want to know. I'm sure that many of you out there want to know. We all want to know, right? Because it's, it's you know, it's great, interesting, fascinating news. And I don't know about y'all, but I've got a glove that can use some breaking in, quite frankly. And, uh, you know... If anybody's going to help us figure out how to break in a glove, my guess is that it's Blummer. All right. So I'm going to wrap it up. You've heard enough of me yammering uh, for one day. Although, I don't know. Have you? Just, just saying. Maybe not. Maybe so. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, very sorry to Blum, who is stuck in a hotel room with no internet. He, I'm, he said it's not going to make uh, prepping for the game much easier either. Sounds like he's going to have to get down to uh, Fenway a little early and uh, sit in with the media crew and get his prep in. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with a fresh pod brought to you by Bet Online. Again, a huge thanks to all our listeners and viewers across the world. Really do appreciate it. You guys are just great at liking, subscribing, commenting, sending questions. We love it. We love it, love it, love it, love it. Keep doing it. Uh, you know, some people leave some pretty long uh, comments, especially on the YouTube. Really appreciate it. Fun to read. Uh, love hearing all of your opinions. It's been a complicated season, and so I know you guys have a lot of complicated feelings about it. I do, too. We all do. It's been a, it's been a weird year. We've been spoiled by this incredible Astros team for so many years uh, that it's hard to sort of wrap our heads around the fact that uh, this year they're yeah, maybe not quite as good and or and or that maybe there are some other teams out there who are catching up. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I was talking to my father-in-law yesterday. We feel like this might be a team in transition. What happens if the Astros miss the playoffs? Let's not even, you know what? Forget I said that. I did not say that. Erase it from your memory banks. The Astros are going to the postseason. I'm going to make that promise right now. I'm not going to make that promise either. Listen, I'm rambling. Let's just say let's be hopeful. Keep hope alive. 
That's what I like to say. All right. Thanks so much, guys. You guys have a good week. We will see you on Friday. And as always, go Astros. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.